Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. If you have your Bible this morning, let's turn it to Luke 2, Luke 2 verse 25, all the way to verse 38. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to talk about let's fast this morning. Last week we talked about let's pray, let's fast. Uh, we're so glad you guys are here. I'm so glad for those of you who are fasting, hang, hanging there. It's a struggle. Um, hallelujah and I know it's hard you know for me my biggest struggle is chicken and meat <laughs> I love meat nothing else matters than meat and rice oh man uh, I'm, uh, I, Lord, I need deliverance with the rice and beans and chicken uh, and 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 and, and sodas i'm trying to cut that but man i tried to let let it go this dude don't let one let me go man i said i don't want a relationship with you anymore i said i don't like so i don't like the sodas i don't like coke i don't like you stay away from me but they keep following me um but during this time we it's a time of of focus on jesus hallelujah thank you jesus come on let's raise our fact i would say thank you right now lord we bind every distraction we bind every distraction in this house. We bind the spirit of heaviness. We bind the spirit of slumber. We bind every distraction right now. We break those powers of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. Lord, let your word flow to this house. Lord, we ask for your presence to, f- to fill this house right now in Jesus' name. Lord, use me. Lord, don't let me speak word out of my own mouth, my own heart. Speak through me, Lord, today in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have looked to, Father, like bring you a little low. Um, stay with me. I'm not preaching long this morning. I have to preach tonight. Uh, please come tonight. Uh, it's going to be an intense, intense prayer, intense, intense prayer, intense worship. And we're going to preach for 10, 20 minutes, and we go back to prayer again. Uh, preaching prayers, that's what get the, the boat moving, not preaching. You need preaching too, but it's going to be intense prayer. We're going to take it to another level. Um, this week and then uh, we ask you to join us on Saturday morning Saturdays I haven't talked with we're thinking Saturday maybe this Saturday we might pray for four hours I think that's the Saturday I'm trying to figure things out I haven't talked to Ryan I talked to Father I haven't talked to Ryan yet but this Saturday we're going to go a bit further we're going to pray for 8 to 12 so take that time out of your calendar Um, if you want to stay with us pray we're going to pray like crazy um, um, we're going to old school, we're going to pray, we're going to worship, we're going to pray, we're going to pray for four hours nonstop. Um, um, we're going to push you, we're going to push you, we're going to flip you, we're going to shake you, <laughs> uh, we're going to turn you to a prayer warrior. I was reading something about um, um, the army. They said the reason that um, they, they train the army, they make them read stories about courage, like they read stories when you go to the army they make sure they, they do history with you they talk about courage strength not giving up fear they keep they for for four years when you go to the boot camp they keep teaching about people who have courage they they honor people's soldiers who have who have who have gave their life and they keep they keep bombarding those people with that same story 
And they say the reason is, is when they face situation, when they're in the real war, because they've been pumping so much information about courage and, 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 and sacrifice, when they face the reality, all the information they, be, they, they were giving them, out of nowhere, those information start, start, start activating in their brain. It tells them to have courage and face of the enemy. So what I'm doing when I'm teaching about prayer, I'm putting information there. I'm, I'm going to keep telling you, keep telling you, keep telling you. Because the day when you face a situation, you're going to know what to do. You're not going to run away. Because here, we're not raising baby Christian with pacifier. You know, we don't, we, we're raising an army. We're raising an army. You don't need me to pray for you. You need to pray for yourself. And if, if you're in trouble, you know how to pray. Amen? Uh, we're not raising babysitting. We're not, this is not a babysitting church. This is our army. We, we're into war. Prayer, that's, that's our thing. Amen? All right, let's go, to, let's go to the scripture. Let's go to Luke 2. I'm not preaching long. I'm preaching for 15, 20 minutes. And, um, and we can open the altar for people to pray a little bit this morning. Um, he said, now there was a man in Jerusalem called... Simeon, I'm gonna say that in French because Simeon, Simeon, okay, don't judge me, uh, who was righteous, uh, I'm gonna call him Sam, okay, uh, who was righteous and devout, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord Messiah moved by the Spirit. He went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simon took him in his arm and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes, for my eyes, for my eyes I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And this story is happening, and this is our main character today is Hannah. The child father and, and, and the mother marvel at what was we'll said about him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thought of, so that the thought of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. He's a prophet. There also, at the same moment, and this is the, where this passage, this is where we're going to focus tonight. There was also a prophet. She was a woman. Mm -hmm. God can use women too. Yeah. She was a prophetess. Anna, the daughter of Peniel, the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She, she had lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. Watch this. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Worship night and day, fasting and prayer. Coming up to them at the same moment, at the very moment she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all, to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Shall I bring it with them? Um, 
fasting is a lifestyle. Fasting is not something that you do only on 21 days fast. Uh, history has proven to us, the history of the church shows us that the early church used to fast twice a week. They used to fast Tuesday and, and Thursday. It was part of the lifestyle. It wasn't something that they do like an event, like something they waited for the church to announce. Fasting and prayer was part of the early church. And we see it so many times in the Bible. The Bible said before they chose Barnabas, the Bible said they fasted and prayed. And the moment they fasted and prayed, God, those which spoke. It was a custom, it was the routine, it was part of the lifestyle. What does that tell us as believers in the 21st century? And when we look to the Bible and the history of the church, fasting needs to become part of your life. Fasting is not something you have to wait for me to tell you to do. Fasting is supposed to be something that you do constantly because that's what God called us to do. He said, he, they said, why are your disciples? The, the, the Pharisees, you know, the Pharisees said to the, the disciples, why are they not fasting? Jesus said, they said, the, 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 the groomies here, there's no need for them to fast. But when I'm gone, they need to fast for me. But at the same time, and today, this, the, what I want to tell you this morning is... Are you fasting for the right reason? Are you fasting for the right purpose? What is your purpose doing this fast? You can't just fast because that's what the church asks you to do. You can't just fast because that's what everybody's doing. You can't just fast because that's a popular thing now. You know, you can't just fast. What is the reason you are fasting? Why are you fasting? You can't fast for the wrong reason. You can fast for the wrong reason. You can fast for yourself. The Bible says, and some people fast to lose weight. We know that. They say, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm, I'm dropping that fast, baby, because everybody's fasting. I'm trying to lose 10, 15 pounds. And, 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 and we know that. We know there's benefits of fasting. Some people fasting because it's, it's a show. They want to show people I'm more spiritual than you. They put it on Instagram. They put it, tell everybody I'm fasting. Don't you know I'm fasting? Don't talk to me right now. Please don't talk to me. I'm fasting. They're bragging about it. But the Bible says if you're bragging about it, it's for the wrong reason. You can't fasting to show up that you're more spiritual because in our minds, especially charismatic people, we love to fast to say people, hey, I'm more spiritual than you, than the Baptists, than the Methodists, than those other Christians. You know, sometimes sometime we fast for the ones just to show off. But my question to you this morning, what is your intention? Why are you fasting for? Are you fasting for the right thing? If the intention of your fast is not right, God's not going to answer it. If the motives, the reason you're fasting, you're fasting for something else, and you're fasting for the one reason, God, you're just wasting your time. You are simply wasting your, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time not eating Chick-fil-A. You might as well go buy Chick-fil-A and eat it right now because you're wasting your time because God's not going to hear you. If you're fasting for the wrong reason, God will not hear you. James 4 said, this is what James 4 said. Put, let's put that verse. James 4 said, you crave for what you do, what you do not have. You kill and covet, but you're unable to obtain it. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask. And when you do ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. 
that you may squander for your pleasure. Some people are fasting, yeah, God, give me money. You know why they want money? Just to show off. Yeah, you want God to make you rich, to bless your business. But if God bless you, are you going to even show up to church? If God bless you, are you going to help people in need? Or are you just going to show off, say, look what I'm driving, that nice Escalade, 2025, you know, $80,000. Look at you, look, those little people. You know, when they're driving those big cars, they look down on you like that. <laughs> Why are you fasting? Are you fasting for the wrong reason? For the one thing, let's put um, Zechariah 7, verse 5. This is God talking to the people of Israel. He said, as it's Jesus, God said, God said, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. He said, let me ask you a question. Ask all those people of the land and the priests, when you fast and mourn in the fifth and the seventh for the past seven years. For the past seven years, they've been fasting. For the past 17 years, seven years, they've been fasting. And God said, did you fast for me? Did you fast for you fast for yourself? You spend 70, 70 years, twice a year, you're fasting. And God said, are you fasting for me? Are you fasting for your own pleasure? Are you fasting for me? Because you can fast and you, don't, you fast for the wrong reason. And Anna didn't fast for herself. She fasted for God. This is what he said. The Bible says she never left the temple. But worship night and day, fasting and praying. In the Jewish tradition, most people married early, late in the 18, 17, during those times. Possibly she married early. And probably at 25, 26, she lost her husband. She was a widow. So at least for 50 years, for at least 50 years, Anna's going to the temple. Never looked for her husband. All she did, went to the temple, worship, fast, and pray. Worship, fast, and pray. Worship, fast, and pray. The Bible said, and the reason we know she wasn't, she was not, she was not fasting for other things. The Bible said she worshipped. That's why we know she was not looking for something else. She wasn't looking for something for herself. She was, she was, she was searching, she was searching for God. She wanted more of God. She wanted more of Jesus. She wanted to experience God. She fasted, worshipped, and prayed. And my question to you is, why are you fasting today? Why are you fasting today? Is your fast, is your fast, is about things. Because, because, because there's nothing wrong, but at the main foundation of the fast, God's supposed to be the main objective for your fast. Let me say that again. Yes, we can fast. Yes, you can fast. There's nothing wrong fasting for, the, for everything else. But the main foundational thing, the reason you're fasting right now, you should be fasting to know God. That's the main objective of fast. God said, what are you fasting for? Are you fasting for a car? Are you fasting for your own things? Are you fasting for God? Are you fasting for me? And the Bible says she worshiped through fasting. Let's, give me that on the mic, guys. Give me a mic. And she worked, she worshiped to fasting. She worshiped to fasting. And the question I'm asking this morning is why 
Are you fasting? Are you fasting to get close to him? Are you fasting to know Jesus? Or is your, is your purpose is just to find things? Because a lot of us are fasting right now. It's to find things. It's to find things. It's to for God to do something for you. But if all the main reason of your fast, give me just a regular mic. And the main reason, the main reason your fast should be God, just like Anna. She fasted because she wanted to be close to God. She never left the temple. The reason you should fast, and I want to say this this morning, and I want to say this to you this morning. Why are you fasting? Are you fasting for, for things this morning? Are you fasting to know Jesus? Are you fasting to get close to God? That should be the main objective. And don't get me wrong, why are you fasting? Other things are going to happen. A lot of us are, are fasting for the benefits, but if you're truly fasting, all those things are going to add up. And she fasts because she wanted to be close to God. The Bible said she worshiped, and I love that word. She fasted because she wanted to be close to Him. And the reason you fast, fast has a way to disconnect you from the world and connect you to God. Fast is a way for you to mourn yourself and say, God, I want you. I want more of you. There's nothing else more important than you. You are everything to me. Lord, I'm asking you to change my life. Lord, I want to be close to you. Lord, I want to know you. Lord, I want to be close to you. I want to be like you. That should be the main purpose, the main objective of your fast. Not things. Not things. Because as a believer, we have the world that's pulling us away. Away. I don't know about you, but sin is pulling us away. The world is pulling us away. It's like, it's like a talk goes like they call it. You try to serve God. You try to come to church. You try to serve God. But there's other forces that are pushing you away. The, the world, loss of the flesh, loss of the eyes, loss of the eye, the pride of life is pulling us away. That is why sometimes you, they stop going to church. You start serving God. And next thing you know, you drop out of church because life is pulling you out. Life is pulling you out. The flesh is pulling you out. You you try to come to church. You try to read your Bible. But something is pulling you away. Something is pulling you away. And the reason you should fast is for your heart. To, it's, it's something when you fast, it flips your heart towards God. Because you're focusing on Him. And that should be the reason that you're fasting. is to get close to Him. Not the things, not what God can give us. Because a lot of us are fasting. We fast so God can give you something out of His pocket. But I'm not fasting for God to give me something out of His pocket. I'm fasting so I can see His face. I'm fasting so I can see receive his glory I'm fasting so I can experience him I don't want to just read this book I don't want to just read about the story I don't want to I don't want to hear about people feeling the presence of God I want to feel it in my soul I want to live right I want to live in righteousness I want to live holy I don't want to live the, the world is pulling us the world is pulling the church the world is pulling the church to sin and all of us all flesh is pulling us we try to take fast step forward and the enemy is pulling us and that's why you need to fast you need to fast. And because when you fast, you say, God, I want you. The world is pulling me. The world is pulling me. The world, the flesh, the loss of the eye, don't want me to serve you. But God, I want more of you. And that's what Anna was doing because God was more important to him. And that's the question I'm asking you this morning. I know a lot of us are fasting, but the main reason you should be fasting is to experience him because the world oh I don't know about you the world is pulling us 
enemy is pulling us. Not only the enemy from the outside, but the enemy from within. The enemy from within. Because men, we have something in us. When we get used to something, it no longer becomes valued. That including God, wife, cars, whatever it is. When you first buy a car, you take care of it. Nobody can even walk beside it. When you first starting dating, every day, how you doing? You're sleeping with the cell phone right by your head. For those of you who have cell phone, but in the old days, we used to have those long cords. We had to pull it, close the door, the wiring, and close so mom and dad don't hear us, but you still asleep. Yeah, I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't sleeping. But after, after a while, because that thing inside of us, we get accustomed to it. The person that you say you love, I can live without. And after six months, two, ten years of marriage, you're sitting on the couch, they're in the house, you never talk to them. The whole week passed, there was not even a conversation. Because you get used to that. And it's the same thing for us with God. That's why fast, it turns our heart and say, God, there's nothing else, mother. Nothing's more important. Nothing's more important. I'm asking you this morning why you're fasting this morning. Are you fasting for the main reason? Or are you fasting for the benefits this morning? There's a song I used to sing when I first got saved. When I first got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I used to be hungry, 16, 17. And I used to sit in the room praying. I used to pray because there was nothing else, Mother. I'm, t- I'm talking to the young people in this house. If you seek God this morning, you will experience it. If you say, God, I want to know you, he will reveal himself to you. If you say, God, I want to experience you, the world is pulling me, God. I know there's peer pressure. I know there's things. But I want to know you. I want to experience you. If you go after him, you will experience him. There's a song I used to sing. And I used to sing that song. I'll be weeping in my bedroom, just wet before God. Let's play that song. This is what it says. This is what the song says. And I used to sing that song so much. I'll be weeping. I'll be weeping because I wanted to.
There's nothing wrong fasting after things, you know, but make sure your objective is not things. Make sure it's Jesus. Because the world is pulling us. The flesh is pulling us. The addiction, the thing, the world, the flesh, the media, the pleasure of the world is pulling the church away from him. I don't know about you, but when the Bible says in the last, there'll be a coldness. There'll be a coldness, there'll be a dryness in the heart of the church. And I don't want to be those type of Christians. And I don't want to be just go to church and just, it's not real, there's no relationship, there's no heart, there's no passion. I don't want to be that, I don't want that, I don't want that. I want to be close to him. I want to know him. I want to experience him. I don't want just 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 come and do the routine and just be religious. But there has to be a passion in a heart. There has to be that love to say, God, I want to go after you. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter if the world church is going backslide. I want to be in your presence. I want to seek your face. I want to know you. I don't want to just read about you. I want to experience you. I don't want to just read in the books. I want to feel your presence. And I'm asking you today, why you're fasting? Are you fasting to know him? Don't fast because that's what everybody's doing. Fast because I want to know Jesus. church don't have answer to the world because we dry, we cold, because we've been so far away from him. Because we've been so far away, we're dying. And the Bible says, it said, there was also, and there she is, Anna. And the Bible said, there was also was also a woman. What does that mean? What does that tell us in that passage? It tells us that whatever that Simeon experience, whatever the benefits that Simeon experienced or Anna experienced it too, 
whatever the way Simeon was living, the Bible put Anna in the same category with Simeon. And what was those benefits of fasting? Let's go to the let's go to that passage. Let's go to verse. Are you with me this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, raise your hand right now. Just feel it over this. Tell him, tell him, open your mouth right now. Come on, let's take five seconds. Tell him, I, I, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Lord, I don't want to be cold. Lord, I don't want to be cold. Holy Spirit, I'm asking to help us. The Bible says, thank you, Jesus. The Bible said that Simeon was devout and righteous. That's the first benefits that he received. The Bible said he was devout and righteous. What does that mean? Because he fasted. And that's the benefits of fast. When you live a lifestyle of fast, this is what happened to you. When you live a lifestyle of prayer, this is what the Bible says to you. He, he was devout and righteous. The word righteous means integrity. He lived right. He lived you. He lived holy. His life was, a, was pleasing to God. His life was, had a sweet aroma before God. He was righteous. He was righteous. Uh, he, he lived right. And that's when, when you fast, there's a, the benefits of fasting. You, when you start fasting, you start doing the right things. You start want to live right. When you live a lifestyle, not an event, because the biggest thing, we don't want to live an event thing. Fasting is to become part of your life. But when you start fasting, you live a life of prayer. You become a righteous person. Integrity, because the world is lacking that. Integrity, living right. No scandals. If you don't fast and you don't pray, you just won't scandal away for your life to be destroyed. But when you fast, fast gives you that discipline to live right, to live righteous, to watch your mouth, to talk, not talk bad about people, to not, to, for you not to cheat. Because you live right righteousness. That's, what, that's one of the first benefits that you receive when, when, when you fast. The Bible says he was righteous and devoted. The second thing the Bible says, he said, he said, he said he eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. What does that mean eagerly? That's when he had faith. When the world was saying this thing, this Messiah thing is not coming back. He's not coming. The promises of God is not true. It's not real. This is just this is just fables. But this man, because he was fasting, because he was because he was praying, he had a relationship with God. He had faith. So when you fast, let's put that verse. Um, um, Mark. Did I, did I put that verse? Mark. Let's put Mark. Yeah, Matthew. Let's, let's put that verse. Matthew. Watch this. I'm going to show you what fast does to you when you fast. Fast, you got the Matthew 17. Yes, let's read it. He said, But this kind does not go but by prayer and fasting while they are born in Galilee, and the Son of Man is about to be delivered to the hands of men. He said, This kind doesn't go, I, I put the one first, but he said, This kind doesn't go only by only by only, only, only by faith. He said, You guys don't have no faith. But at the end of the passage, he said. And then the passage, he said, he said, he said, this kind goes only by faith and prayer. But before that, he said, in the beginning of the passage, he said, 
You don't have faith. You're rebellious. But at the end of the passage, he said, this kind only goes by faith and prayer. Let me go back again because some of you missed it. He said, this kind, he said, you guys don't have faith. When the disciple could not cast that demon, he said, you guys don't have faith, you have unbelief. And at the end of the passage, he said, but this kind go only by prayer and fast. Every time I read that passage, I would say, what is he trying to tell us? He's, tell, he's trying to tell us two things here. That's what I thought. I said, that doesn't make sense. And then most people show it. He said, you need to fast. When you fast, fast gives you faith. And faith helps you to get rid of this guy. So you fast and pray. Fast and prayer give you faith. And faith helps you to fight that kind. Are you getting this this morning? And that's what fast that's one of the benefits of fast. Last thing. The Bible says, when I look at the passage, let's put the first passage, let's put the first verse. Let's put the whole verse. I'm going to show you something in this passage. He said, the Luke, Luke verse, Luke 2. He says, when you read the passage, he's talking about, yes, verse 27. He said, now there was a man called Simeon. He was righteous and devout. Watch the passage. It is, we're going to break this thing down. Because we're asking you, to, we're telling you to pray for the right thing. Pray for the right thing. He said, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. Watch this, pay attention to that scripture. Because Lord Spirit is putting the scenery, he's pointing head at us. Because in that moment, you got to understand, Simeon and, and Anna was at home that morning. Because they went home, they didn't leave at the time. Let's give, let's give you the back story. The Bible said he was waiting, which is faith, and the Holy Spirit was on him. First time. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Second time. And he would not die. Now the, stay with that first, guys. So he said those people was revealed to him. It was, he was pushed. There was one verse that said he was pushed by the Holy Spirit. You guys got the next verse, verse 26, verse 27. Moved by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit pushed him to go, to leave his house. To meet that family. What does that tell us? Listen to this. When God created man, the Bible said he created man Man was formless. Man was just a piece of dirt. And the Bible says, God breathed. Man was laying down. Man was laying down. The body was formless, no movement. And the Bible said, God breathed upon him. And the moment he breathed upon him, which is the Holy Spirit, man became alive. The first breakthrough of humanity, the first breakthrough of men 
happened because of the Holy Spirit. The first breakthrough of mankind, men stopped moving because those people went inside and stopped creating things in the human body. You mean you want me to tell you about the human body? Let me tell about the human body. Right now, as I'm talking to you, your brain has water in it. There's pressure in your brain to keep your brain not to move. And if the pressure goes down, you're in trouble. While I'm talking to you, you see those same lens those camera has, I'm looking at you. Your eyes is so advanced, it's changing the lens to focus. Because I'm trying to look at, at Joel back there, my eyes is fixing itself to make sure I can see Joel. Your stomach right now, while I'm talking, my stomach is going like crazy. It's time to eat. Your kidney is processing things and say, this is, can't go there, this is unclean. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta go to the restroom after service, you know, to get rid of the toxic things in your, in your body. Miracles happening inside the human body. Your blood that keeps you alive, your blood is so powerful, has information about you. All they need is your blood to find who you are, your name, where you're from. Your blood has like, has coded, coded messages to tell you what's wrong with you. All they need to do is take a piece of your blood and say, oh, you got this, you got this in your, in your body. Your brain, while it's working right now, your brain has control over your voluntary muscle and the involuntary, involuntary muscles. That means your body right now, even you're not controlling it, your brain is controlling your stomach and telling it what to do. Your heart is pumping blood. Whilst, as I'm doing this, my blood is pumping to make sure I got enough blood flowing. My skin right now is controlled because there's a thermostat God created in the human body to tell the body right now it's cold and I can feel the coldness in my body. My body is regulating itself. All that happened because of the Holy Spirit. It, takes, it took a thousand miracles for the body to become function. Are you with me this morning? Your vertebrae, your brain is sending messages all around your body right now. To say, move, move this, move this. You can't go this way. And that happened when the Holy Spirit comes in in the body. A thousand miracles happen at the same time. A thousand miracles happen at the same time. A thousand miracles. You standing there, God is moving, your blood is, is running around, all your body is functioning. It's because the, when God breathed out, those people went inside. If you don't be, let's put Job, let's put that verse. This what Job says. What does Job say? We have that passage. He says, It's by the Spirit of God has made me. If some of you doubting me that those spirit is the one that created you. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God has made me in breath. The Almighty. And when we look at this passage, 
thousand miracles, thousand miracles happen in the human body. And when we look at this passage, everything looks chaos. But the Holy Spirit is working the details out. In fact, he's the one writing the book. He's telling, Simeon got up this morning. Lord Spirit told Simeon, get up. You need to see something's happening today. Lord Spirit wake up Anna. He said, something is happening today. Lord Spirit said, hey, do not go to that side of the temple. Wait on the left side because that's where Jesus is going to show up. Not only Lord Spirit is talking to, to Simeon, he's talking to Anna. He said, Anna, hey, you need to put your makeup today. Get up. Listen to what I'm saying. Pay attention. Lord Spirit speaking to her. It's miracles happening. A thousand coincidences is happening. A thousand coincidences is happening. It's not by accident. Let's just say, Anna, you need to get up to exit 85 today at 9.15. You're going to see something. You need to be ready. The thousand miracles. God is working things out in places. He's talking with, 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 with Mary and Joseph. Say, you cannot go at this time. You need to go at this time because there's two people that's going to see you. So I need you to be on time. Those things working. He's working thousands of miracles happening in the life in that moment God is putting things together by the power of the Holy Spirit he's putting the pieces while you're sitting there God is working things without you knowing you came here this Sunday you never heard about us but Holy Spirit send that thing over Facebook you saw it showed up in the middle of the night. The Spirit grabbed you and says, hey, there's something you need. There's a church that might help you. What does that tell us? Because we sing to pray for the right thing. And I really believe this week, don't pray for nothing else. And when Jesus says, when he gave one of the prayer requests, he said, for humanity to pray for, for mankind to pray, is the Holy Spirit. Let's read this last passage. John, let's read it together. He said, if you love me, let's read it together. You will obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and will give you another help, who will stay with you forever. He is the Spirit who reveals the truth about God. The world cannot receive it because it cannot see it. Because he remains with you. Let's put that next passage. So when I will go, I will not let you I will fathers if you ask for fish we'll give him a snake instead or if you ask an egg we'll give him a scorpion 
if you then you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven will give you the Holy Spirit to us? So what I'm telling you, pray for the right thing. Because the Holy Spirit gave him revelation to go to the temple. A thousand miracles happening together. Those people is putting every pieces together. Just like your body is functioning, the blood is flowing, your heart is beating, your brain is functioning, your eyes is receiving, receiving information, your, your ossicles in your ears are fluttering right now to receive information. At the same time, man, what a God. I'm moving my leg, my blood is flowing right now. A thousand miracles. And the reason it can happen because of the Holy Spirit. Let's get up on our feet this morning.